Okay, so welcome to my guest today. Um, welcome to the Can I Take My Mask Off podcast. I have a very special guest joining us. Would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. Um, thanks, Valerie. My name is Lauren. Um, I went to high school with Valerie um, 10 years ago now, and um, I actually haven't seen her in five years or something. Yeah, it's yeah. been five <laughs> years. Um, did we have any classes together? No, because you were in leadership. So we right? never, yeah. yeah, I'm trying to think back, yeah, like no. if we ever took any classes together. Textiles? Did we take that? I don't think I would ever be found in a textiles <laughs> class. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, no. I think yeah, I don't just, think, yeah. Yeah, I think we probably only know each other through mutual friends. Yeah. like Linda or something. Yeah. yeah, and we didn't hang out in high school, but we knew no. each other for some reason. Yeah. I don't know. I was probably like that weird girl who was like bouncing through the hallways, like trying to say hi to yeah. everybody. You were cool. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Thanks. No, I thought you were you were like just so super like demure and like quiet. And I was like, oh, look at that yep. cute little girl. Like, <laughs> Yep, that was me in high school. Yeah, just like keeping to yourself. Yeah. So um, yeah, so we met uh, in high school and um, we kind of um, connected through a mutual friend, but we're really connecting uh, on this podcast because um, you have uh, something about this topic just kind of spoke to you. Um, mm -hmm. And what was like, what, what was it that jumped out at you um, when you found out that I was doing a podcast? Um. To be honest, I'm looking for ways to uh, practice communicating verbally because I am really shy and um, I was the type of student who never raised her hand. Mm. In fact, I think I didn't raise my hand until my fourth year in undergrad. Mm. So it's really hard for me to speak up mm -hmm. and just express my thoughts. So I'm trying now in my late 20s to um, just put myself out there and try to communicate more verbally. Mm -hmm. As as you know, I well, I think I'm definitely more of a writer than a verbal communicator. So uh, I'm just trying to like even it out a little bit because I'm just always writing my thoughts instead of instead of talking talking it out you know so mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I thought this would be a good opportunity plus um your your objective to talk about what's going to happen after the pandemic um really appealed to me I think it's an important conversation that we need to have especially for people our age younger millennials mm -hmm. so yeah mm -hmm. yeah and I need to practice my conversation skills because they're a little bit rusty <laughs> Yeah, you're good. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know about you, but uh, I find myself, um, you know, adopting like new etiquette when we're um, on Zoom all the time. So, you know, really yeah. waiting for people to like finish their sentence. And like um, I, th this whole experience has kind of made me more comfortable with the silence, like the awkward silences, because sometimes people just actually need time to speak versus mm. before I would just be like, this is super awkward. I need to fill the silence somehow. Maybe I'm doing that right now. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're you're an A plus speaker. Oh, thank you, yeah. thank you. And uh, yeah, so why don't you tell us a little bit about like what you remember um, about the pandemic experience so far? Obviously, like it's oh. still ongoing, but um, yeah, tell us tell us about your experience. Um, so, I I actually think I thrived in. <laughs> like in a work from home environment, because I, I can focus more when it's quiet. And when I'm alone, um, when I'm working in the office, I tend to be distracted by other people. What if I hear them talking about um, like a Netflix show that I watch, I'll automatically get distracted. And just even if I'm not part of that conversation, I'll, I'll, I'll be like, what are they talking about? So uh, from a productivity perspective, I actually excelled more mm -hmm. um, by working from home. And because I'm an introvert, it wasn't, I didn't really suffer as much as other people. <laughs> um, in fact, I actually, um, 
I mean, obviously what happened was really sad and devastating, um, but from just a productivity standpoint and like from a, my own work style, I, I think I was, I thrived. Um, and, um, and it also allowed me to focus more on um, investing in the stock market. So um, I started investing in the stock market maybe in 2017 and all this time I've been waiting for a crash so, so yeah, so I was, um, so all the experts were like, it's going to crash because the last, apparently every, every 10 to 15 years, the market crashes. Mm -hmm. So since the last one was in 08, 09, um, it was bound to crash, um, some like around 2019 to 2024 mm -hmm. around there. So I, I was really waiting for for this so-called crash um, of like the late 2010s or early 2020s. And um, yeah, I, I'm really glad I did because I went all in in March 2020 and um, through, through my patience and with luck, I made a lot of profit. That's awesome. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, like I also started to dabble in the stock market a little bit, but like obviously yes. I was late to the game. And I was like, wow. Never like, too late. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're very kind. And yeah, I, I, I totally agree. But um, I feel like I should have also, I don't know, there's a lot of like should have, would have, could have um, yeah. with this pandemic, um, especially with, you know, not knowing how long it was going to last for. Um, yeah. But I really admire your foresight in uh, <laughs> those no, opportunities. I just, I literally just listened to the experts saying, it's going to happen, it's going to happen. And finally it did. And for once, patience really, really rewards you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And I should, I should probably say, even though I say I made a lot, it's not like I became a millionaire, mm -hmm. but for someone, for someone um, in their twenties who is um, saving up for a lot of things, a lot of like life milestones, it, it was quite a bit. So it's not mm -hmm. like I invested in like Bitcoin early and became a millionaire <laughs> overnight, though I, I really, I really do regret not investing in Bitcoin early. Did you ever hear um, about that yeah. guy who uh, paid a couple million? The pizza? Yeah, the pizza. Is it the pizza one? Yeah, yeah the pizza guy. <laughs> and I'm just like, yes. you know, good for you for buying into Bitcoin early, but also, oh my goodness, like the yeah. just the thought of what I guess millennials are willing to pay for certain things. Like mm. we can like, you know, strike up the avocado toast conversation maybe another day, but I'm just like. This is, this is the guy who, um, who who lost his bitcoin right because he bought pizza years yeah, ago yeah he exchanged this is the we're pizza. yeah okay yeah exchanged bitcoin yes. for pizza yeah i'm like okay yeah. all right yeah i think i would need therapy if i was him i'd need therapy <laughs> <laughs> like, what was i thinking just like the remorse and the regret was just like a lot to sit yeah through. yeah yeah so that yeah. was your although i think i think he, Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, I think he said he was okay with it. And he learned from that experience or something like that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, I need therapy sure. to get over it. Yeah, <laughs> same. Um, so that's that's your professional life um, with, mm -hmm. with the pandemic. Um, do you wanna talk a little bit about like how it made you feel maybe in your personal life? Is that is that comfortable? Um, sure, yeah. Yeah, I think in the first first few months, I was definitely thriving. I was very thankful that I was able to work from home, which I actually requested from my boss before the pandemic, <laughs> and I got I got rejected. <laughs> so, Interesting. Yeah, um, because well, I I totally understand why because no one really no one really did that in our office, so um, totally understandable. So I felt like when when we started working from home, I felt like my prayers were answered. Mm. Uh, yeah, so the first few months were good, but eventually I started getting lonely um, in late 2020 because I just wasn't seeing anyone. And 
it made me realize that even though I'm an introvert and I like being alone, I do need contact with people. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think it's really important to still hang out with your friends, even though, even though you're an introvert and um, you like being alone most of the time. Yeah. So that's that's something I realized, and I, I also really got into um, yoga and meditation um, during that time. Um, I love Yin Yoga. I think it's really helped me with uh, my mental health, um, even though it's not it's not really um cardio or anything intensive but i i do like um the mental health benefits i get from holding uh restorative poses so mm -hmm. yeah I, I would totally recommend it for everyone um yeah and then i just yeah i got into a state of loneliness like most people um and I really, I realized that I was zoning out a lot mm -hmm. um, and I wasn't aware of what was going on in my body and through, through um, my yoga teachers and just reading a lot, I, I realized that you need to listen to your body, you know, um, mm -hmm. uh, like to just to give you an example, I didn't know when I have anxiety, my stomach actually hurts, mm -hmm. but I didn't know that because, because I never took the time to, to figure out where in my body I was hurting. So I knew I, I always knew I had anxiety for when, whenever it happened, but I never could pinpoint where exactly in the body it was, it was happening. Mm. Uh, but through, through paying attention to it, um, I realized that my stomach actually really hurts when um, something triggers me mm -hmm. or when I'm nervous about uh, an assignment or something work-related, it actually really hurts. So mm -hmm. yeah, I think body awareness is so important and I would encourage everyone to really take the time to listen to your body because there's a lot of things that um, we can learn just from listening and just paying attention to um, what our body needs. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's so interesting you're, you're talking about like the body awareness because mm -hmm. um, I, I definitely relate to that. Um, at the start of the pandemic, I was dealing with a lot of like digestive issues and um, well, I was, I was coming out of a lot of digestive issues and I realized that it had a lot to do with the stress that I was experiencing in like my professional life and also my personal life. And when, you know, the pandemic hit, obviously, you know, there's less stress from kind of like your, your um, social life uh, for some people, for me particularly. Um, and then there's also less stress from the work in some cases as well, yeah. because you're not you know, actively kind of engaging with people as much as you were before. Mm -hmm. And I realized um, how much like my work and like the way that I was handling my relationships was um, wreaking havoc on my physical body. And I, I totally see where you're coming from about like the, the connection between the anxiety and the stomach pain, because I'm also an anxious person. And, um, you know, I was experiencing like, you know, totally TMI, but like gastrointestinal yeah. issues and just like basically the works you know um and you know when I started when when the pandemic hit and I was kind of able to pay attention to myself a little bit more because there was nothing else to focus on um I realized that that was a, a big um contributing factor to why I was experiencing so much physical discomfort um mm -hmm. so you spoke about like loneliness um what were the signs? What, what were some signs that you, you um, noticed that uh, you were feeling lonely? Um, for me, I know I'm lonely or going through an episode of um, depression when I don't want to get up in the morning. Mm. Um, so I, I definitely think that's that's the ultimate sign that there's something wrong and it's not it's not something that um will will be gone within a few days 
-hmm. I think if you don't if you don't like to wake up in the morning, <laughs> that's a problem. Um, yeah, just a, just a general loss of motivation in everything. Um, it was harder to do work. It was harder to um, do my schoolwork um, since I'm a master's student. So it was just harder to do everything. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah. Yeah. Um, and hearing that, like, it's hard to connect the dots sometimes. Um, because like your your body's telling you all these things, it's you know putting out all these signs that something's going wrong. But I think it takes a lot of um, emotional intelligence and self awareness to be like, okay, like this has to do with the fact that I'm feeling lonely, you know, that I'm not feeling connected to the people that like I normally would be connected to, and um, yeah, like I just want to you know acknowledge you for that because like. I, Thanks. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, it, it, yeah. It's really, it's really something. Yes. Yeah. I think um, so. I learned uh, years ago that emotional intelligence um, has two parts. One is your emotional intelligence when it comes to um, when it comes to social situations. So, um, being able to tell what the other person is feeling, for example, mm -hmm. and the other part is your emotional intelligence when it comes to yourself. Um, which I feel like I was the department that um, I needed to work on. For some reason, I never really um, took the time to listen to myself. Um, yeah, so I what's helped me a lot is just taking a lot of breaks and um, not necessarily meditating more, but just taking a lot of breaks between activities. So for example, after work, um, I would not go straight to doing my readings for um, school. I would probably take like a two hour break by taking a nap or going outside because I'm, I'm, t I'm the type of person who needs a lot of breaks and um, I used to feel bad about myself um, because some people, you know, just they go, they work and then they go to the gym. I just, I, I just feel like it's just too much simulation for me. I consider myself a highly sensitive person. Mm -hmm. So, um, and HSPs um, usually require a lot of breaks. Mm -hmm. And so to me, I'm just kind of respecting my human design um, by taking a lot of breaks and taking time to process information yeah. um, from the day. Um, if I may share um, an insight that a counselor um, uh, helped me with, um, which was yeah. that um, uh, around the time that like restrictions in BC kind of started to pile on a bit more, I think this was like October, November, that's when things really started to shut down. Um, I, you know, sought out counseling because I noticed myself like really slipping into some really yeah. negative thought Same. patterns. Yeah. And um, yeah. one of the things I discussed with my counselor was like, you know, I feel really overwhelmed and I feel um, like I have a lot to do, but at the same time, like, I don't know kind of how to handle it all. And, you know, um, through some exploration, she kind of um, suggested to me that, you know, maybe it was important to um, identify the hats that we wear. So the roles that we play in our lives and yeah. identify um, when those hats need to come off and have a little bit of transition time between it, whether that's like, you know, taking an hour break between, you know, work and like mm -hmm. you know, going back totally. to your loved ones or um, having a ritual where you, you know, you shut off your computer, you wipe your desk down and like something like that, just to like, um, you know, create that routine in your brain so that your brain recognizes, okay, I'm switching roles right now. And she, yes. you know, helped me identify that that was something that I was missing in my routine. Um, so I totally get what you mean about needing to take breaks between activities. Um, I saw this meme the other day, or um, yeah, like an Instagram post, and they were saying, uh, it, it basically said, we need to stop glorifying, like overworking yourself yes. and um, overscheduling Hustle yourself. culture. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think we, we had kind of spoken about that as like a, a yeah. topic and we were both really interested in it too. Yes. That totally brainwashed me for a while. I remember there was a series on Forbes. I don't know if you follow Forbes on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my gosh. I, I can't, I can't remember what the title of the series was, but basically it was about um, um, millennials who in their work schedules, but these were not just ordinary millennials. These were the CEO millennials. Yeah. And and um, Forbes followed their day from like 5.30 a.m. until um, until the end, the end of the day. And they were just hustling um, the whole day. They didn't even, yeah, they didn't take any breaks. There was this one guy who... Um, who started his day I think at like 5 a.m and um he was on the (laughs) like he was exercising by like 5 30 um and um and like he he basically just like he he would also like listen to like podcasts um uh, much faster than um, like yeah like like three times Yes. Yeah. yeah, Like three times the speed. And I was like, what? Um, And, and I remember when I, when I watched that, uh, I felt bad about myself because I don't know how, because first of all, I'm not the type of person who um, wakes up early. I just, I mean, I I've tried many times, like in, in elementary and high school, actually, Mm -hmm. even in undergrad, I was really late. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, yeah, I was, consistently five minutes late and and in 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 undergrad actually one of my professors um got triggered because I was consistently (laughs) arriving to class like 10 minutes late um Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so I just I just can't wake up early I'm sorry but it's like um I'm just not that type of person I have to like naturally my body um wants to wake up at like 9 30 a.m um any anything before that it's just it's gonna be a struggle so yeah I was like how do these people wake up at 4 a.m it's crazy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like how do they even bed at like 9 p.m yeah yeah I'm like 9 p.m I'm having a snack like I'm yeah. having a second dinner <laughs> I'm still watching Netflix at 9 p.m <laughs> yeah no I I think like I guess this is this is kind of stating the obvious but like um, millennial hustle culture um, is you know born out of the, I think has a lot to do with the um, immigrant mindset because a lot of our parents are immigrants to whatever country that um, you know yeah. we're living in and in in their time like they had to hustle in order yeah. to make a living and like they needed to work you know three four or five jobs to keep like you know the lights on and food on the table and I think um you know part of that kind of gets carried on in their kids and I mm-hmm. I used to feel really bad about like like I I've worked a uh, I've very fortunately been working in a full-time job since um 2000 16. So basically once I, once I graduated from, um, university, I was, you know, working full time and I felt bad for having, you know, one job and, um, yeah, I felt like I needed to like go out and get more jobs. So I went out and got more jobs, but like yeah. that just wreaked havoc on me. And so I went back to working like one job and yeah, like the money's not as good, but like, you know, cause you're not working yourself like to, to death, but um, it was so funny how like I, I still felt guilty about it. I still felt like I wasn't doing enough. Yeah, I can yeah. totally relate because like um, we always hear about people getting side hustles mm. and, you know, getting rich from their side hustles. Yeah. Um, so that kind of brainwashed me for a while. But um, I remember like I, I kept trying to find a side hustle, but I just couldn't um, I just couldn't find anything that really resonated with me mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so I made I made investing my side hustle yeah <laughs> like, but like that's not really that's not really a side hustle because everything is invested so it's not like it's not for sure because the the stock can like uh, you know fall the mm-hmm. next day mm-hmm. so so it, it's not like it's unless it's like a stable dividend um it's not going to bring you that um, security that other people have through side hustles yeah. so yeah I don't know I just 
I just think it's just too much for for most of us. Um, I I'm not totally against side hustles um, right now, but it's just I, I feel like um, the nine to five is already too much work. <laughs> like really it is um and we need to consider if we're really getting um enough rest and yeah. downtime in our lives yeah uh, if we're if we're hanging out enough with our partners um our friends or family yeah so yeah yeah you don't want to be that person who's like i have an opening in my calendar for six yeah. years from now um yeah. yeah, no thanks. <laughs> yeah, I I totally agree. And it's so interesting you zero in on like the rest part. Sleep is so underrated. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Like, yeah. Yeah, I have, I'm very, I always think about sleep because I, I have insomnia. So um, sleep has been an issue for me since high school. Like I remember in high school, I only slept um, five hours. Uh, on average uh, so so it's been bad for years and in undergrad I, I pulled all-nighters a lot mm. like I think I think I really bragged about pulling all-nighters when in reality it was it was just so um, so harmful to the body yeah yeah so I don't know I guess because I messed up my sleep for years um, in my 20s, it's really hard to just establish a sleep routine mm. and have, I have really bad sleep hygiene. I tend to be on my phone. I'm on TikTok a lot, just scrolling and scrolling. Um, and and I'm also an overthinker. So, so I, for some reason, I get my best ideas at night mm. um, and all my dream, my, all my daydreams just like, take place at night instead of during the day so because my mind is so active at night I, I find it really hard to fall asleep um, but then I pay for it in the morning because mm. I always feel so groggy and tired mm. um, yeah so sleep is something I always think about because and I and I'm I'm aware that um, it's one of the most important pillars of our health so we really need to prioritize our sleep. Do you feel like all of your deep thinking comes out at night because during the day, your mind is focused on things that have nothing to do with you, like your studies, yeah. like work? Like work, yeah. It's just, yeah, I think the creative mind, there's no room for the creative mind um, in the morning because we're so focus on um, like certain tasks so that like the creativity has to eventually come out yeah. sometime but we can't we can't allow it in the morning or in the afternoon because of work and school mm -hmm. uh, so yeah I think I think it makes sense why I always have my best ideas at night mm -hmm. <laughs> it's that uninterrupted time where you're like okay yeah well, I'm supposed to be sleeping but I don't have to do yeah. anything else other than that so maybe I'm gonna uh, like think about it <laughs> yeah totally yeah. yeah I just remember like when I was uh when my mental health was um at its worst or any time like uh, my anxiety has been heightened I realize I have very little capacity to be creative and to think of things quickly um I do pride myself as somebody who who can like um you know, catch on to ideas quickly and kind of run with it. I think of myself mm -hmm. as like the, the mover. Um, but I would like recall myself, you know, just saying a lot of the time, like, I need to just take this back to my hovel and like, just contemplate it when people would like give new ideas or they'd make new suggestions. I just mm -hmm. was not able in that moment to like latch onto the idea and start, yeah. you know, you know, manifesting into to something, you know, different yes. to run with it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I read this book called Big Magic. I don't know if you've read it before. Mm. It's by Elizabeth Gilbert, the author of um, Eat, Pray, Love. <laughs> Big magic. I'm basic like that. Um, yeah. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> um, but yeah, she wrote that um, um, she once had an idea for a book. Um, it was like a really, she had a really strong sense that this was like 
um, a story she needed to write, but um, she didn't act on it. Mm. And then weeks later, um, the idea, um, like she met up with a friend and her friend told her about um, a story she wanted to write. And when she asked what it was about, um, she realized it was the exact same story she had she had been like planning to write about. Hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So I don't know. Like, I, I just feel like when you, um, it's, it's so important to take note of these ideas um, because when we, when we um, kind of put them on the for now, I mean, for later category mm-hmm. of our tasks, um, someone ends up, someone else ends up like doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. I really recommend that book, by the way. I love yeah. Elizabeth Gilbert. <laughs> I'll, put it, I'll put it on my list. Yes. Um, yeah, it makes you think like how many like awesome startup ideas like did you have in the, like on the toilet or like in your yeah. bed that like you never acted on and like, oh man, I could have struck and it. And someone rich. else did it and yeah. succeeded. Yeah, and that's why there's patent lawyers, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, that's so interesting. Um, so we've we've kind of like gone on like a, a long kind of journey. Um, I wanted to to ask you um, because we we talked about how dreams are really um, yes significant in in shedding light on kind of like what we're going on internally. And um, I, I promised that I would record some of my dreams this week. So hmm. um, I wonder if I share these with you, if you could give your interpretation of what they might mean. Okay. Um, I'll try to share like the most like non-inappropriate ones. Um, uh, okay, so I have like really happy ones. So I'll share like my really happy dreams with you. Okay. Um, So uh, I had a dream last night that I went to the amusement park with my sister, which was a lot of fun. And uh, we ended up, um, I just remember in my dream that we ended up talking about um, Payless shoes. Do you remember that store? Of course. Yeah. Did it still exist? No. um, Oh, okay. Anyways, I think it shut down. But um, yeah, just like a couple of years ago. And Mm, I remember as a kid, I had this pair of like, um, sandals that were like these platform sandals with a chunky heel and then it like it had some like colorful um, floral yeah. on it that and sounds for, very 90s yes it was yeah. very 90s but like also it's like it would be cute now and um, I was telling her about the store and I was like do you remember this store um, do you remember and in in my head I was thinking about these shoes so um, that was a very vibrant dream for me this week um, yeah hmm. Okay. Yeah. I think that probably means you miss your sister. Yeah. 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 That's no and surprise. Like, yeah. <laughs> and like, I, I think right now we're just so nostal- nostalgic for the 90s and like the early 2000s. Like, like I'm constantly thinking about like the early 2000s <laughs> and like Britney Spears and Christina. Oh, yeah. Free Britney. Yeah. Hashtag free Britney. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, actually, uh, my husband and I were just talking about that uh, today. We're talking about Britney and um, Jamie Spears, Jamie Spears. And we were talking about how much it must suck to be like a public figure, especially with all that attention on you at such a young age. And yeah, yeah, I totally feel bad for Britney. I feel like um, I feel like she should have been more protected as a child but she was just exploited because she was she was so famous and she got big really quickly mm-hmm. like like it was like fame overnight mm-hmm. yeah yeah when you look back and you think about um when you look at the way that we used to um talk about celebrities especially mm-hmm. female celebrities like you realize like how we all unintentionally played into this, like this patriarchal system, yeah. this heteronormativity, and um, like I'm just throwing terms out there. <laughs> yeah, no, I like to be honest. I I love celebrities. Like, Ooh, I, I yeah, know people people culture. people have attacked me in the past for saying this, like because it's like not intellectual, blah blah blah, whatever. Okay, like uh, I grew up watching Disney Channel, so like give me a break. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, 
Yeah, so like every time someone um, says something bad about Miley Cyrus, like Justin Bieber, I just feel like they they're judging them way too harshly because mm. they they grew up famous. Like they like if come on, like if we were like if someone broadcasted like every single thing we did when we were kids mm. and teenagers, like mm-hmm. I feel like everyone would be canceled. Oh my god! Like, like yes. yeah, yes. like, yeah, like seriously, didn't you like? Weren't you ever seventeen? Didn't you do like stupid things when you were eighteen or like even even in your early twenties? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's all coming to light for a lot of people. Like, um, like I'm I'm obsessed with like K-pop culture, you know. Mm. <laughs> yeah hanging out to drive, whatever. Um, and uh, for a lot of like Korean celebrities, um, you know, what has been really rampant lately is just like allegations of bullying. Um, you know, there have been some yeah. K-pop stars in the past who- um, you know, I heard about that. And their MySpace was like, you know, like, like that kind of stuff yeah. was brought to light. And it was like, you know, we we're all young and dumb once. We're just, most of us are just really fortunate that like, there's no proof of it. There's exactly. No, there's no digital footprint yeah yeah exactly like uh, that reminds me too of a of Chrissy Chrissy Teigen yeah I was just thinking Uh, who who is always canceled to me like I'm sorry she doesn't she just doesn't pass the vibe check really really yeah never okay never um like she's the one celebrity that I just think is that is like canceled to me everyone else is like oh everyone else can get like a second or third life (laughs) she's like I do think being like the queen of like um what's the queen of shade is that like an official title for her I think I don't um, I just never I never followed her um I never I never got her appeal um Mm. I guess um (laughs) but when I when I heard about the Pizzagate um scandal I don't know if you you remember from last year just I, I was just so disgusted. No, I didn't hear yeah. about the Pizzagate scandal. Um, uh, yeah, like, um, it, it, let's just say she was, um, she was, like, people, um, people had claims that she had, like, um, connections to Jeffrey Oh, Epstein. oh um, yeah I see. I see okay okay yeah yeah so, say no more I get it yeah yeah but yeah I was I think she was just joking to be honest but uh, I mean you can look into it but I was like no absolutely not I don't care if this was posted in 2010 mm-hmm. um it's not cool like no bye mm-hmm. Chrissy <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah I, I have to say I am like partial to Chrissy Teigen like I, I am a like not a fan, but I like, like I, I, I find her endearing at times. Um, so, you know, this, this is just like <laughs> telling me maybe I like need to be a little bit more skeptical and like, you know, take everything with a grain of salt. Cause like what she says is not, obviously it is not like law to me, but um, yeah, like I do like her as like an influencer, I suppose. Um, mm. Yeah. In some ways, yeah. but you know what? Like, 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 like yeah. not, let's not just get so, into that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> look into it <laughs> yeah no um yeah so celebrity news is obviously like keeping yeah us occupado thank you yeah benifer yeah <laughs> benifer can we talk about that like what i just like i just i don't know how to feel about it but um i do know from like j-lo's book mm. true love <laughs> she's okay she's she did say uh, it was written like um i can't remember five to six years ago she she kind of did say ben affleck was the love of her life Mm. so uh, in fact mark anthony her ex-husband was kind of the rebound interesting yeah so so from her perspective i get it but like if i'm remembering this correctly i mean we were like nine or like 10 years old when this happened um ben affleck dated jennifer lopez and then they got engaged and they broke up and immediately he started dating um well, who's jennifer the other garner? Jennifer? jennifer garner yeah. like it was like within like 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 i don't know okay i was 10 years old when i read about this so yeah. i could be wrong but i just remember thinking this guy wasn't faithful 
so and yeah so I'm like kind of conflicted because I feel like JLo deserves true love (laughs) (laughs) like she deserves it I think we all do yeah okay I think as a woman um supporting woman like you just want to make sure your fellow woman is with someone who like treasures her and treats her like the queen that she is and like Mm. sometimes there are characteristics of people that your friends or your peers will choose to be around and you don't necessarily agree with that but you don't necessarily want to be like you you don't want to like step on their happiness I guess yeah I guess they're like what they're like 50 something years old they're Mm. in a they're just in a different time in their lives they're mature Mm -hmm. um and they've they've yeah they both have kids yeah yeah they both have wives yeah they both have careers exactly they know what they're doing they've been in like so many relationships I mean I think JLo has had like I don't know like three marriages or something she was married to a backup dancer (laughs) wasn't she married to Puff Daddy no I think they were dating okay yeah yeah, she was married to a a backup dancer um and then was it Mark Anthony after that um, Mark Anthony was the last one but there was someone else before the backup dancer I think oh yeah Yeah. wait another backup dancer (laughs) (laughs) yeah maybe um I'll never forget because the backup dancer was like partially Filipino and like oh <laughs> so so every you know like Filipinos we were like oh yeah she yes. this person is like half Filipino we'll take note yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so but yeah I think I think yeah she, she was married to someone in the 90s um mm-hmm. and then that backup dancer um when we were in elementary and then Mark Anthony like sometime when we were in high school I think mm-hmm. or like or like later in elementary, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, it, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm <laughs> like, oh, should we like start talking about celebrity breakups that like totally yeah. shocked us? <laughs> like, uh, yeah, it's like relevant to society. <laughs> it's relevant to society. Like, this is how we. Yeah. This yeah. Is, wait, who who has broken up during the pandemic? Ben Affleck and and Anna Dearmas. She's so cute. I know. She's my girl crush. Yeah. Or crush. I love her in, well, like she was- Knives out. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I also loved her in um, Blade Runner. Oh yeah. I haven't watched that. Yeah. She's like, she plays like a She's the new Bond girl. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I can see that. She's very cute. She's beautiful. Yeah. 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 Yeah, celebrity breakups. Who did break up? And, um, like, can I can I talk about one that like I'm still not over? Like even though they they've both like moved on and had kids like with other people now. Um, is it is it um, Jennifer Aniston? No, no, no. no okay, no. <laughs> no um, I'm still not over. Which Chris is this? Chris Pratt and Anna Faris. Oh, yeah. I don't have a very high opinion of Chris Pratt. Neither do I, but yeah. I was like, over it because I was like, okay, like this yeah. relationship is super cute. We're making enemies yeah, on the internet. <laughs> yeah, they were both cute and funny um, before. Yeah. But I, I just, I don't know. Like, I just feel like he he got famous and then they, they got divorced. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, it's just my, like from just how I was viewing it it was like he got famous like super famous and then he left her mm-hmm. obviously I, I don't know the whole story mm-hmm. because I don't know them but it, it's just what it looked like to me um yeah just bad vibes yeah so I feel <laughs> I feel bad for Anna judging by his social media because that yeah. is truly the best indication of a person's character <laughs> yeah um he never posts pictures about their son he never posts anything about her Okay. Yeah, um, I don't follow him. Things about like his new family and his new wife, and he's married to Arnold Schwarzenegger's daughter. Yes. Yeah, and he apparently supports Trump or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm like you know allegedly. I, I really allegedly. liked you in Parks and Rec. You were awesome yeah. as Andy, but I think that might have been the last time I ever enjoyed a movie. 
What was that movie yeah. he was in with like um, Jennifer Lawrence? Tra- no, not Travelers. Um, yeah. Yeah, whatever that movie was. That yeah. was really bad. That was a really bad movie. Okay, yeah, I didn't watch it, but I almost did. Yeah, it was either yeah. that or we were going to watch Star Wars. And for mm. some reason, we chose that movie because we were on like a Parks and Recreation high and we were really like, you know, liking Chris Pratt at the time. So we went to go see it and it was a big mistake. Should have gone to see Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, which Star Wars was this? Was Passengers. It, was it... That's the movie. Oh, yes. Passengers. I was like, Travelers. I'm remembering a Netflix show. <laughs> um what was the star wars that time was it the first one i think it was the 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 prequel okay yeah it was the first prequel first Um, prequel remake i don't i i don't think i watched all this is this the one with um like felicity yes yeah okay yeah i think i watched that one yeah (laughs) yeah So I guess this kind of goes without saying, like, what have you been doing? What have you been doing to keep busy during the pandemic? Movies, obviously, Netflix. Yeah, and like celebrity gossip. Like, I'm so not against celebrity gossip. As long as you're not like, you're not trashing them. Like, I don't believe in hating celebrities. Um, I've, yeah, I just, like I said, I love celebrities, (laughs) which people have like, like been like Lauren oh my gosh like, yeah why? I feel like before yeah. it's like something you have to hide but now it's like so what yeah. if I follow like a million celebrities yeah. on my Instagram like they do like what's so bad about loving a celebrity if they're like if they're like showing like you know if they're a good example to others mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. yeah although like I'm <laughs> I don't when I say I love celebrities I don't I don't um I'm not a fan of all celebrities so like I've personally never watched an episode of keeping up with the Kardashians Mm. in my life Mm. so I'm not like I don't like I hear about them but I don't know everything about them um so uh but I will say I love a lot of celebrities like I still I still um who's my favorite celebrity I can't I don't even know but yeah yeah just as long as you're not um like trashing them or um cyber bullying them then mm-hmm. it's fine mm-hmm. yeah I think um just to touch on the Kardashians like I I'm not like a huge Kardashian fan but I do find like the whole Kardashian empire to be um quite intriguing as like you know a sociological yeah. um, study like a specimen mm-hmm. Um, and it's really interesting <laughs> because you know a lot of people think like oh the Kardashians like their brand is like you know for lack of a better term, like dumb blonde, you know, like they're, they're kind mm-hmm. of airheaded, they're kind of superficial, but when you think about it, it's like to, to carry out such a, um, yeah. such a, you know, big show and to have all this branding, like it took some like genius behind the scenes yeah. or, or behind the cameras. Yeah. I remember in, in high school or like, I had a very low opinion of Kim, mm-hmm. um, just because of the sex tape, um, mm-hmm. which which is what we like, that's the only um, thing she had at the time, but then she um, took that and built an empire. Mm-hmm. And now mm-hmm. even Kylie Jenner is a billionaire. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> she's a billionaire. <laughs> that's so crazy. Um, so yeah. yeah, they're they're definitely entrepreneurs and I respect mm-hmm. them for hustling. Yeah. Have you seen her um, interview with uh, David Letterman? no on Netflix so David I, I Letterman retired he did and then he has like oh, he has a, a show, Netflix show yeah okay. like an, a limited series where he interviews celebrities and one episode he interviews Kanye West which I won't talk about and then one episode he interviews uh Kim and oh, okay. um he talks about it like they talk about the the sex tape and you know she talks about it and this was very similar to the way that Paris Hilton also spoke about the sex tape, which was that, um, you know, they they decided to do it with somebody that they really loved and trusted at the time. And that was exposed to yeah. the world. And it's like, it's, the, it's a really good example of, um, you know, getting life handing you lemons and then you making lemonade, yes, right? Yeah. But the amount of hate that those women got mm-hmm. because they're like, oh, you're, you're a slut, you know, this yes, and that. Yeah. 
but really it's like your trust and your privacy was violated exactly. by this person. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I must admit when, when those tapes came out, we were kids, right? We were mm-hmm. like, what, 12 or 13. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't get, I didn't get the situation at the time, but now that I'm in my twenties and I'm much older, I like, I, I, I understand now how painful it must have been for them how sh- and how shameful it was. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, kudos to them for taking that and getting them, getting themselves a career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And making, making a lemonade out of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lemon, lemonade. Out of it. Yeah. yeah. It was it, like, it, it was, you know, maybe at the time it was consensual when it was happening, but it was definitely yeah. like a public rape, right. A public yeah. assault, a public sexual assault. And, um, yeah, for people to expect women or people, other people in general to just bounce back from that is just completely unrealistic. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like I I think about the way that the media spun everything as we were kids Mm -hmm. and, you know, some of the stuff that you see from back then, like now it just wouldn't fly, you know? I know. I mean, (laughs) a lot of things wouldn't fly today. And thank, yeah. thank God for that, right? Like, thank God for the fact yeah. that we, we have enough awareness that we understand, mm-hmm. like, you can't talk about people like this. You can't be so Definitely. destructive and so, you know, demoralizing in, in what you're saying about yeah. other people. Um, and maybe that's like a positive direction that maybe COVID has helped us yeah. get to in a sense. I mean, like, I, I, I think sometimes we've, we've also taken it too far with cancel culture mm-hmm. um, and everyone, like, you know, like so many people were canceled last year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I, I feel like um, I, I believe in second chances, um, to be honest. So, but yeah, definitely. But not for oh, well, she had several chances, you know that, right? Yeah, no, she doesn't pass the vibe check. <laughs> so, yeah. But, but yeah, um, I, I totally prefer how we're, how we're talking about things right now in, in the 2020s mm-hmm. compared to back in like, compared to how we were um, talking about things in like the 2000s, like to 2005 to like 2008, especially how we talked about Britney Spears. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, I mean, she had a mental illness, but, but like right now we're we're so we're so much more open about um like talking about anxiety and depression and even like other types of mental illness like bipolar borderline OCD. um yes yeah mm-hmm. now it's it there's a conversation about it people people are coming out about um their disorders i have a friend i have a good friend actually who is um uh, who has borderline personality mm-hmm. disorder, and she talks about it a lot. She and she's pretty open about it because she wants people to know that this this does happen. And um, yeah, and I also have another friend who has bipolar, mm-hmm. and she's also very vocal about um, what she goes through. So I, I have so much respect for them. Mm-hmm. Life is hard enough as it is, and like yeah. you know, add a mental illness to that, and like how do you expect people to operate at such a high level if like you're condemning them for having, you know, these symptoms and these experiences, like it just isn't realistic. And yeah, I, I think in, in part of it, like, you know, because we're, we've been at home for the last year, like we have all spent a little bit more time and maybe a little bit too much time Mm -hmm. with ourselves. So we're recognizing um, that, you know, we, we all have to be, you know, kinder to ourselves and as a result we're kinder to other people as well yeah yeah totally agree and that that shows um when when we talk about celebrities Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah no it actually to me it it says a lot about a person um what like like how you talk about celebrities uh tells a lot about you yeah yeah it's like yeah. how like people, people say, like, you can tell a lot uh, about a person by the way they treat a waiter mm-hmm. or a server. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel that way by how people talk about celebrities, to mm-hmm. be honest. Yeah, because at, like what other 
at what other point are you going to be so brazen about your opinions about another person other than when it's a person that you don't personally know exactly who will never hear about you in your life yeah yeah yes we're just gonna be nobodies (laughs) yeah (laughs) I'm fine with that I'm fine with that I don't want that responsibility (laughs) yep so um what is one thing that you do now that you did not do before Um, I feel like what I've learned um, throughout this whole pandemic experience is that it's okay to rest Mm. um, and just not do anything. Because like I said, we were so brainwashed by hustle culture, especially millennials. Um, um, There were so many millennials who became CEOs (laughs) and like moved to New York, you know, that type of like mentality that we have to be like that. But in reality, rest is is necessary for mental health and like more productivity you can't be you can't be that productive when you're not well rested yes it also depends on the person too um like some people may need may not need that much rest um and that's totally fine um but i think i would encourage others to really know how how what works for them Mm. Um, i call it your design um yeah so for for me um and for other highly sensitive people we need a lot of rest um and yeah and yeah rest rest is definitely so important and sleep yes and it's they're separate but they can sometimes be the same totally because rest rest can mean like um watching netflix yeah yeah no i mean watching like (laughs) <laughs> mindlessness because like some some Netflix shows are actually quite stressful to watch um so that's not rest like like I watched um The Handmaid's Tale Tale um like <laughs> yeah that's not a restful show yeah no no it's just like I couldn't sleep um a few weeks ago because I I watched it and I was like I'm never gonna watch the show again like it's just yeah. so awful yeah so yeah, it, yeah. So that can be rest and like even walking around, um, yoga. That that to me, even though it's there's some physical activity, it it is rest to me. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, prioritize rest. Yeah, I love that. I love um, I love exercise as a medium for rest because it's this uninterrupted time where you just focus on yourself and it can be kind of daunting at first to be like, okay, like I've got to like focus on me, but really like if you're moving your body, you're just like focusing on your breath. You're focusing on like not dropping a weight on your foot, for example, um, and, and things like that. So yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Like you know, rest yes. is so important. Yeah. Totally. So these are our typical closing three questions. Are you ready for them? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, if there's one thing you would tell yourself at the beginning of the pandemic, knowing what you know now, what would it be? Rest. Yes. And wait for the stock market to crash. <laughs> <laughs> be patient. Be patient. But, Put all yeah. your money into it when it, yeah. when it crashes. Yeah. March and April 2020, because the market went back up in May, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's when we mistakenly thought that we had like reached the end of it. Yeah. And it was like summer, the, the bottom. this virus is going to die. Like, yeah. it did not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what hopes do you have for the state of the world one year from now? Um, My hope is that um we heal from the trauma of covid collectively mm-hmm. um and that we start hugging people again or like you know kissing each other um because human contact is, is so important oh, we need yeah. to hug our friends we need to be with other people and i know right now there's a lot of anxiety about um just being in the office or hanging out with friends but eventually my hope is that people do do heal from that and um become more comfortable being around other people Mm -hmm. yeah I have not touched another person in such a long time like really just like yeah like other other than like you know 
like my husband, like, I don't know what other people smell like. I realize I don't know what people smell like. And like, that's, that's a weird thing to say, but also it's like, you get what I mean, right? Like other people's sense. <laughs> I want to be close enough to like smell. I guess, yeah. When people. you, when you get to know someone really well, will you understand how they smell? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I want to have like that closeness where I can like smell people's like, maybe just like after they've showered or like after they've put on lotion yeah. or something. You, do, you don't want to smell them when, when they're not smelling good. <laughs> I've done way too much of that. And that is why I yeah. don't take public transit if I can help it. <laughs> yeah. There's definitely um, some stinky ones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and what is one thing that has brought you unexpected joy during the pandemic? TikTok. <laughs> like as like millennials we need to keep up with gen z <laughs> no i'm just kidding i mean i mean yes and but also like i don't know like there i love tiktok like i can easily spend three hours um on tiktok yeah. when when i'm not when i don't have anything to do um but i've learned like i sometimes i delete it um every every few days just so i when i have something important to do but TikTok has definitely been like an anchor for me during this pandemic mm-hmm. um, and also plant medicine. Uh, I love essential oils. I love herbal tinctures um, that they've given me a lot of comfort during mm-hmm. this pandemic. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I totally agree with the, the um, TikTok. It, it has brought me so much joy to feel connected to people and for people yes. to just it, it's like it's different from vine right like vine was yes it took off and yeah. kind of never happened. i love Vine, but um they didn't find a way to make it profitable yeah 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 sad yeah but and, yeah yeah like just seeing like all these shared experiences and like anyone could be on tiktok right and there exactly. have been times when i've been scrolling through and i'm like i know this person like awkward but also cool like it's true yeah. yeah, I did see like some people I went to and un- I went to school with an undergrad on TikTok recently. Yeah. I was yeah. like, I know this girl. Yeah, and apparently she's TikTok famous. Yeah. Cool, I'm following her. Yeah, and like <laughs> lots of people have like made it their careers now, which I hope yeah, is not crazy. just like a bad thing. I hope that like Instagram, like it really continues and, and grows as, mm-hmm. as a platform because I think it has so much potential. Um, but yeah. TikTok is godsend. (laughs) Yeah, I especially love the millennials who, um, you know, like, like um, post nostalgic videos about like Twilight and Harry Potter. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) That guy with the long hair. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I love him. He's so so funny. Funny and yeah, like his stuff just brings so so much joy when I watch it, and I'm like, yeah, Yeah. you're right. That is a very weird face that she made. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, that actually made me rewatch the whole Twilight series. (laughs) What what did you make of it this time around? Did you love it just Um, as much? Still ten out of ten. I don't (laughs) care what anyone says. (laughs) Like the joy Twilight brings me is just like out of this world yeah like I love Robert Pattinson okay like I I still think he's bae yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) and I I I just wish they like um they had movies about Jacob and Renesmee Mm -hmm. yeah Renes the actress who plays Renes who played Renesmee I think she's like I could be wrong I think she's 18 now 18 or 19 interstellar Murph oh yes yeah yeah young um young uh Chastain right yeah Jessica Chastain yeah 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 Yeah, so technically I mean um Taylor Lautner is like what 29 now actually no that's that's kind of that's kind of a huge age difference but still Dude, yeah, there's my potential. And I have a nine-year age gap. Like, it's okay. Oh, seriously? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. I'm just yeah. saying it's fine. It's fine now. Not when she's yeah. a creepy CGI baby. Like, as long as she's okay. like legal to yeah. play that role, then yeah. uh, I, I totally think they they should do it. Um, yeah. But 
but like just considering it just just want to give consideration to Kristen Stewart and yeah. Robert Pattinson who I don't think are are speaking anymore because they had a really bad breakup yeah I don't know I'm just, assu- I'm, just I'm just making assumptions but yeah I don't think they would yeah. do it but yeah uh yeah please like to all the makers of Twilight they they need to bring it back <laughs> tell stephanie meyer to write more books i think she was supposed to but then like they never got published so oh seriously i don't know we, we should yeah. probably go and like check out her website and see like what she's working on i don't know if you like yeah. slipped around her website back in the no i days. don't but but i i probably should <laughs> Dude, there was so much on there and like every time she would post something new about the Twilight series, because I, I started reading the Twilight series when it was, the, there was only two books out. So it was after New Moon, yes. between New Moon and Eclipse is when I jumped yeah. on the series. And oh my goodness, like every week I was just like checking her website for like, oh my gosh, you were, you were a true fan. I was a true fan. Yeah, yeah. I was kind yeah. of in denial back then that I was a fan because of like, it was like, it, they were like putting Harry Potter and Twilight, you know, they're completely different. Yeah. yeah, but like I remember, I was like, oh, "This is not as cool as Harry Potter." Whatever. Yeah, and but then your my, heart is just like, yeah, oh. but then my like, young love, young werewolf, like, vampire. Yeah, I just, I just wish I had a vampire boyfriend. You know, like okay, we all did. We all I like s- slathered on extra sun cream and just like yeah. didn't go outside. Like we just all like, wanted that. Yeah, Robert Pattinson forever. <laughs> As both Cedric Diggory and uh, oh yes, yes yeah, Cedric. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I used to, like I remember I I used to wish I was Cho. <laughs> <laughs> Every Asian girl yeah. who read about Cho and, Chang and, wanted to be her. Exactly, and every every um, Halloween I dress up as Cho. <laughs> like, For how long? I don't know. I think it's been three years. Oh my goodness. Like three or four years. I, I wow. just. Yeah, but also because I I don't want to I don't want to buy another costume. So no, no, that's not, yeah, that's economical. Yeah, that's <laughs> the millennial in you. You're like, yeah, yep. don't want to oh. recycle. Got to recycle this. Exactly. Well, thank you so much, Lauren, for being my guest on this podcast. Um, It's been a pleasure to speak with you and connect with you again. And hopefully there will be more conversations in the future. Yeah, thank you for having me here. 